Hey there, it has been quite a year. Throughout it all, we hope this podcast has helped you feel more connected and informed about some of the issues that matter most around here. If Seattle Now is an important part of your day, then consider making a tax-deductible gift, like Seattle listeners Evan, Brian, Mike, Kelly, Catherine, Tony, Sydney, and Andrew. Thanks to all of you. We can't do it without you. If you'd like to donate, learn more in the show notes. And make sure to tell us why you like Seattle now. Thanks. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle now. As 2022 is coming to a close, we're highlighting some of our favorite conversations of the year. These are shows that left a mark on us and that say something about this place we call home and the experience of living here. First up, a trip up Washington's most popular hiking trail, Rattlesnake Ledge. We taped this show back in March, but the trail is accessible year round. If you do go out in the winter, be prepared for snow and ice. Maybe bring your micro spikes and some hand warmers. You can check the conditions before you leave online via the Washington Trails Association. It's a cool, rainy morning in North Bend. In a parking lot outside the Rattlesnake Ledge Trailhead, a small group of eight Washington Trail Association volunteers are pulling on mud-stained rain gear. Today, the group is mostly a core group of guys who've been doing this a while. You can tell by the number of stickers on their hard hats. All right, well, welcome out to WTA this morning. We're gonna be doing some trail work up here on Rattlesnake Ledge. We are- Emily Snyder is leading today's work crew. They're here to shore up and protect this trail. And believe me, it needs some TLC. The four-mile round trip provides some of the best views near Seattle, and the more than 300,000 visitors who use it every year agree. It's difficult to even do maintenance because the trail is so well-traveled. By 8.30, a couple of runners have already come back, and three groups of people have set out. Today, the crew needs to hike up to the last stretch of trail before the top, a view you'd probably recognize from Instagram. Grab your packs, bring everything you need with you for the day. You're going to want water, lunch, anything else you want to have. We won't be back to the cars until 2. The rain only gets heavier as we set out. As we walk, Emily points out the work they've already completed. A rock barrier to keep people from stepping off the trail. A downed tree moved and left to return to the forest floor. The lushness of this trail is also what makes it so unwieldy. The ever-changing landscape is always producing new hazards, and visitors need an even path to walk on. How wide do you want the trails to be? A hiker-only trail is usually uh, three feet wide, but it's heavily used, so the land manager wants this one five feet wide. I think the goal for is to have a passing lane for people. We stand in the middle of the trail knowing most people are five to six feet tall and your arm span is your height. And we stand in the middle of the trail and stick our arms out sideways and that should be the width of the trail. Or we use the tools. The handle on the shovel is as wide as the trail needs to be. This is a beautiful spot that we've stopped at here. 
So we stopped here because this is a really good place to be able to see where the old trail is kind of narrow and rooty and crumbling away from the hillside heads up off to our right. And the new trail that was built is a nice, lovely, wide, flat trail, very sustainable with good drains put in that goes up to the corner of the contour and then is going to cut around the hillside and climb back up instead of going up and over the top of it. The old trail was built back in the early aughts. They thought it would get about 70,000 hikers a year. But the Seattle area has exploded since then, and traffic on Rattlesnake Ledge quadrupled. So in 2020, it was closed for a big renovation. The difference is huge. The old trail is steep and narrow, and the hill around it is crumbling away from all the feet that have traveled it over the years. Emily says part of the trail crew's work is to create a natural barrier to discourage people from following it. We've been trying to keep people from using the old trail, but they love the old trail. So, I heard. <laughs> uh, so we've dropped some down trees uh, that are small. The ones that have the blue paint on them were marked as hazard trees and were felled by the logging crew. And so we just cut them up into smaller pieces and kind of arranged them on the old trail to make it not as pleasant to walk up. Great. In terms of where we are mm -hmm. towards your tools? <laughs> we are about halfway. Halfway. This is another big project area. So just as a descriptor, we're at the point here of a switchback where people feel tempted to, yes. to cut across yeah. and have destroyed the terrain. You can see where this is all kind of deteriorating stump and dirt, wasn't real stable, it's just loose soil. People were cutting the corner, crawling up the hillside and making this crumble even more, just making the trail really narrow above it on the switchback. So we built this rock wall. And as we come around the top of the corner, you can look down from the top too and see, we armored it with woody debris on the top. And honestly, dogs are, as, are even more of a problem than people when it comes to cutting these switchbacks that because they don't even care. They, they don't, don't care. They just don't archi architecture means nothing to <laughs> a dog. <laughs> so we try to think about too, not just will yeah. will people climb up and down this uh, switchback, but will the dogs yeah. run up and down it? A lot of dogs on the trail. A lot of dogs on the trail. This is right about the point where people who didn't realize what they were totally in for this day would feel compelled to start cutting corners. Yes, right. Yeah, we're about a mile up the trail. People are starting to get tired. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. It's either a snack break or bad mm -hmm. behavior break. What did it take? Shift. Somebody mentioned something that I wonder if is an issue for you is once you start working on a trail, all you can see is where you need to repair the trail. Yes, that's called trail eyes. <laughs> and we work really hard to develop them. <laughs> And that's our joke with new folks is once we get you out here and we start developing your trail eyes, you'll never hike the same again. Yeah. Because <laughs> you do start seeing where the fixes need to happen. Do you have the connoisseur's eye for a, a great trail? Absolutely. I've been known to jump off the side of a trail to look at a really beautifully built structure, nice. <laughs> like a lovely crib wall or a rock wall, a really beautiful bridge with lovely supports built underneath them. Uh, it's fun, especially in this area. We know most of the trail crews and the other organizations doing trail work. And we probably know who 
at least from the organizational standpoint, built it. Oh, so, like, so there's the mark of the org oh, as well. Yes. Oh. oh, this was a beautiful Mountains of Sound project. Oh, this was a beautiful WTA group, you know. Oh, wow. Um, this runs deep. Yes. <laughs> yes, we definitely <laughs> stopped to admire each other's work. <laughs> Near the top, the crew unearth their stash of tools hidden off the trail. Before anyone works, they snack. Everyone grabs some candy or nuts from a bin Emily had strapped to her backpack. There's a chill camaraderie in this group. They've been around this block a few times. After a safety talk, the crew figures out a plan for the day. All right, so options for today are to work up here on finishing up the tread. We need to scrape some of the duff off the trail. Morning. Scrape some of the duff off the trail and do some fill. The other projects are down below by the rock face. We need to work on that big drain dip. And then I think the only other thing was where those smaller, like kind of stalactite style rocks are coming out of the ground. Those little ones are too small. They're a little bit of a trip hazard. So we want to find some rocks that people can't kick off and won't trip over to replace them with. Volunteer Barry Reutblatt gets busy tearing up a section of the trail. A puddle has left behind a layer of this rich, muddy soil called duff, made up from decomposing leaves and branches. This would be great to throw in your garden, but not workable here. Here you can see where it broke through, the, the lighter color, that's the mineral soil we're trying to get to. That's what you want to get down yeah. to? Yeah, because here you can see this is a tree that's decaying, and, but this is good mineral soil that will pack down and, and won't puddle as much. And, uh, we'll stand up to all the foot traffic. Just down the mountain, two volunteers work to seat large flat rocks into a section of trail that's too steep. That could be enough, Scott. Yeah? Okay. These will mellow the grade and prevent more erosion. At least a dozen hikers, many with dogs, pass by. Everyone says thanks. This is the best hike. Oh, good. Because even it's so hard to climb up, so huge elevation level, but you made such beautiful road so even kids can go. Thank you. Thank you for this. Have a great day. Have a good hike up. Enjoy it. And the lure of the trail crew is strong. People say once you volunteer, you don't leave. Like Emily. When she first came out, she was just looking for people to hike with. Now she's running these crews and out in the mountains almost every workday. As much as we think we've adjusted for traffic and users, people always seem to find another way down the mountain. So there's new, new cut trails, new places that we need to patch. One of the nice things about being assigned to an area or assigned to a trail for the whole project is being able to see it from start to finish through the seasons yeah. and to come back to it. And Satisfying? You know, yes, it's very satisfying. <laughs> be able to see how it's getting used and how that increased usage is affecting it and then being able to adjust what we're doing. Really is though a never ending, changing landscape of new jobs. Yes. There's a lot of a lot of opportunity. There's more work than we could possibly do. Still, you have to call it quits at some point. Work on the Rattlesnake Ledge Trail is done, and it's ready to take center stage for Seattle hikers this summer. And let me tell you, even in the rain, it's a beautiful trip. 
Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Claire McGrain produced today's episode. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Vaughn Jones, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. 